everybody welcome back to another episode of simply professional i'm your host webby join me tonight we got rob hi everybody it's rob 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 yeah mm-hmm. rob 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 yep it's your month buddy it's my month oh yes this is your favorite month with your favorite it holiday is. It is. And you specifically are the only reason why we st- I even started doing <laughs> spooky crap in October for SU. It is the spooky month of war. So we have a couple things coming up in the next couple weeks. Um, we have already watched a few spooky movies. We're going to review those and talk about them. Um, but I know the first couple movies we watched... Uh, we watched the the whole entire Conjuring series, correct? Right. And then we watched uh, we watched the first Annabelle movie. Yes. Yeah. Um. I think I'm going to talk this entire episode no, like let's, vampire, let's, like well, Dracula. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> fuck Booster Gold and fuck Rob. Well, episode over. Have a great night. Don't let the bed bugs bite. <laughs> I hate everything. I hate my life. <laughs> Why? Why does this happen to me? Um. Anyway, the, something in common with both of those sets of movies mm-hmm. is they involve cases. I, I guess that were investigated. That was the Conjuring an actual that was based on a true story too, right? Yes, the yeah. whole Conjuring universe is based on the seven most famous cases of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Okay, well that's what we're gonna be talking about today is Ed and Lorraine Warren. Now I asked you to pull up some stuff because, you know, spooky stuff is usually, you know, it's your alley, it's your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um plus you've actually got to see some of this stuff firsthand. Yep. Um, did, did you meet them? Yeah, I met them a couple times because oh. they used to do, um, they used to do lectures for one and then they did a haunted tour of Connecticut and we did, we went to the lectures twice, my, my siblings and I, and then we went on their haunted tour with them. So why don't you, okay. So what were the lectures about? Like, what did they lecture about? And what was this, um, like an auditorium somewhere that they would do this or? Yeah, it was one of the universities. I don't remember which one, Probably but it was like the lecture university hall of the Hartford. university. Maybe. I don't think it was Hartford, though. Well, I don't know if it says here where they used to do them. I don't really remember. It's, it was a long time ago. I was a teenager, so. Right. Uh, 
Now, where were they from originally? Connecticut? Connecticut, yeah. yeah all right. Um, they would do like talks about ghosts and they would show photos of ghosts that people had captured and stuff like that. Um, and they would talk about like the different kinds of, of spirits they encountered and talk about some of the cases that like weren't as famous, basically. Right. And then the, the haunted tour. Yeah, we went to some of the the haunted places around Connecticut, like, um, one of them was an old asylum. Uh, one of them was, uh, Union Cemetery, where the, that's one of their, the famous things where the white lady is supposed to be. We went to see Dudley Town, um, a couple different places. I don't remember exactly all where we went. I never, I didn't see any ghosts during the whole trip, so. <laughs> well, I mean, if these were places in, previous cases, especially of theirs, then pff, chances are the ghosts were busted. <laughs> you know? Um, so you didn't get to do any of, like, the really famous famous ones? Like, like anything from, like, the Amityville thing or the doll, whatever? Well, I saw Annabelle in, because they keep all of the cursed items in their museum. But, uh, and Annabelle was is a Raggedy Ann doll, by the way. She's right. not all creepy and weird like she is in the movie. She's a Raggedy Ann doll. Um, but does she look like um, just a typical Raggedy Ann doll, or is there yeah. is there anything unique about her? No, not that I saw. Oh, all right. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say though. Now, something Sorry. about no. Oh, well, well, one thing is they don't, like, get rid of ghosts, because ghosts are basically humans. Like, they get rid of demons if there are demons. Ghosts are just, like, hey, you're stuck with a ghost. <laughs> well, then how, um, what, how do they help you if there's a ghost? Well, I mean, most ghosts, like, if you have the house blessed or whatever, they go away, supposedly. Oh, so. all right. <clears throat> um, but I was going to say something else I thought, but now it's autumn. It's just gone. It's gone. <laughs> was it about their museum? No. It was something before you asked me about Annabelle, but I don't really remember oh. what it was now. Now, the tour that you took of their museum. Oh, oh, uh, I remember what it was because you were like, oh, we didn't bring you to like the most famous places like Amityville and stuff like that. No, because most of those are private residences that other people live in now. Ah. So you can't go there. Um. And they, they hide, like, where they really were so that people don't, like, you know, how people are. Like, yeah, oh, I'm yeah, going to yeah. go to this person's house. However, we found out where the haunting in Connecticut house was because my brother actually lives really close to it. So we went and we looked at it from the road. We didn't go in their property or anything, but we were like, okay, cool. <laughs> so <laughs> you looked at it from the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume it just looked like a house. Yeah. All right. But we were just like, oh, so that's the house, you know, from the story, from the movie. It doesn't look like the house in the movie. It looks nothing like it. <laughs> it looks like just a regular residential house. All right. Like it's not, it's tucked in between others. Like it, there's other houses really close on both sides. Just in the, like in the actual Haunting in Connecticut movie, it's like. It doesn't look looks like it's all by itself with nothing around it but like woods. Well like, yeah, they no. gotta make it look creepier, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so Alright, so uh the, the this museum tour that you took. 
Um, first off, where it, 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 now in one of the movies, I don't remember which one, it looked like their museum was just a room in their house. I'm assuming it had gotten larger by the time you took this tour. Yeah, I mean, it was at their house, but it was like a separate building in their backyard. It wasn't oh. big. Like, it was like basically looked like, you know, like almost an in law apartment size type of thing. Okay. Now, what kind of things did you see in there? And and did they talk about any of the stuff or. Um. Like when, yeah, they, when I mean, they brought you through, did they say, oh, this is from this and this is this is the time we did this and. Uh, some of them, yeah. Like mostly they just told you not to touch anything just to like, they're like, just look, don't touch anything because the ghost could basically attach to you and follow you home or whatever. Um, so you weren't allowed to touch anything and they talked about how they have a priest come in and bless all the objects and then like some of them like that people were, were really interested in they would like say like oh that's from such and such a thing i don't really remember any of the stories because it was so long ago but right and i assumed based off your personality you didn't ask any questions about them uh not that i can remember all right uh we did add, we did show her a photo we took uh at one of the lectures she said that she thought it was a ghost that it was because it was like a cloudy like thing next to somebody's head, and she was like, "If you had taken it a few seconds later, it probably would have looked like a person because it was like a ghost forming on the film." They also said, like, when you take pictures of ghosts, you're not actually taking a picture of them where they are; they're like pressing their essence onto the film itself. So, really, that's what they said. Yeah, I don't know how much I believe it anymore, but yeah, <laughs> that's what they said. Now, what do you mean you don't believe it anymore? I thought you I thought you loved all this stuff. I do. I love being scared in ghosts. I don't know that I believe in ghosts anymore. Oh, all right. All right, <laughs> calm down. No, it's fine. <laughs> Just clarifying. Like, I love Halloween. I love scary stuff and being scared and watching scary movies. And I, hate and I don't know how much I believe ghosts any, exist anymore. Because, for one, like, we did so many ghost things, and I'd never seen anything. Uh... <sighs> I don't know. It's just, I I don't... I'm starting to think there's nothing <laughs> special out there. I hate wise. being scared. I do believe in ghosts. And I... I think I would all like the horror genres and stuff. Like, you know, you have your slasher movies. You have, like, your movies like... Like, Friday the 13th and Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street and mm-hmm. Saw and all this other stuff. Like... I, I, to some degree, I can handle those. Like, I mean, we watched all the Halloween movies. I, I loved them, all the new ones and the original. Um, I mean, I love Halloween. You know, I think that's a, a phenomenal film. But yeah. like, ghosts and anything that's based on a true story that has that type of connotation, like spirits and, and demons and things like that, it's like I can watch Supernatural. Mm-hmm. And even still believe in, in, in these things, but it just doesn't bother me because you always right. see Sam and Dean whooping their ass, right? Mm-hmm. But like things based on the true story, like these, uh, like the uh, the Conjuring and the Annabelle movie and things like that, it's like mm-hmm. that stuff really sticks with me. And like those are the types of movies that like. Those are the types of movies specifically that make me not want to watch horror movies. 
Right. Because I don't like the feeling of being scared. I don't mm. like that rush of adrenaline and my heart my heart racing like that. And the thing is, is watching those types of movies, my mind will start playing tricks on me. I'll start seeing things out of the corner of my eye. I'll start hearing things. And it's it's like my mind, you know, trying to convince me that there's something there. And I already believe. <laughs> so it right. doesn't take that. It's just a little tiny nudge off of that See, cliff. You know, See, whereas if somebody like Michael Myers came kicking in my front door with a big ass, you know, kitchen knife, mm-hmm. that's tangible. I don't care if he has super mystical powers like he does, like he just doesn't die. I would at least be able to fight back, mm-hmm. you know, um, probably that's to cool. no avail. But still, like, I don't know. It's just so odd. Like, like. I think one of the yeah. two of the movies that really got me the most, I don't know if you've seen them, was 13 Ghosts Got Me, mm-hmm. which I didn't mind some of the ghosts in that movie, but there were a couple that when they came on screen, my God, I had to look away. Like mm-hmm. they were just like every time I looked into like a dark room, I'd see them. Um, the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Mm hmm really had me like I could I, 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 I struggled to finish that one um, and then when I was a child Pet Cemetery, one specific scene from Pet Cemetery freaked me out and still has freaked me out to this day but Pet Cemetery was tangible like zombie things they weren't right ghosts, right? right but there you've seen it right I I think a long time ago. I really yeah. don't remember it. And there was one scene where there was like this old lady rocking in a rocking chair behind, like on the other side of a room. Mm-hmm. And when the kid opened up the door, the old lady looked over at him and then got up out of the rocking chair or something, came sprinting at the door. And it just really freaked me out. So like when I was a kid, mm-hmm. my, my parents' room was set up similar. Mm-hmm. And my mom even had her rocking chair in there next to her bed. And it was just right. like every time I'd look into the room, I'd be like, oh, fuck that. That old lady's in there. I know it. I just hate it. I, nope. I work myself up, is what it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, I can still be scared. Like, I still get scared of stuff watching movies like that because even though I'm kind of don't really believe it anymore, I can, in that movie universe, it is real. So, like, I can feel. So scared for the people in the movie right um and i also don't say that i completely don't believe because there is like one thing that um i was gonna say something before this but but anyway but like oh i was gonna say like when i was a kid like i believe like the same thing like that when I watch scary movies or like ah, whatever, when I was thinking of scary stuff, like I would always think, oh, there's something moving in my room, blah, 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 this and that. But then since I kind of really don't believe anymore, that doesn't happen anymore to me because it's just like, like, I don't know. I think it's just because I'm just like, it's all hooey. Like, I don't notice those things anymore. So I don't know. I kind of feel like it's your own brain playing tricks on you. Like, oh, no, scary things. But, I mean, uh, it, it could also be like I feel like some people. I don't remember. Wh- I don't remember where I heard this, um, but like some people say that young children and animals have that kind of sense to be able to see the things that we don't. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe when we were younger, you you did see things, and then as you got older, you just your brain just kind of talked you out of it and rationalized it away. But you know, maybe it really was true. Because I mean, there's times where like I've had pets that would just sit there and just stare off at something, like in like alert mode, mm-hmm. and and not make a sound, but just stare. And then, like, I'd look, and then I'd look at the dog, and then I'd look where they were looking. I didn't see nothing. Right. But yeah. also, like, the explanations for that, too, is that, like, animals sometimes see bugs. Like, a lot of cats right. and dogs have hunter instincts, so they see something move, and they just stare at it like, what yeah. is this? So sometimes they just start staring for that reason. But, I mean, I guess it's possible. I really don't think so. But I will say that, like, I'm not a complete non-believer because what I was going to say was at my parents' house. uh, Upstairs, it originally had four rooms and then my parents had it, like, built and converted into three rooms. So there was my oldest sister was on the left side. Me and my brother were in the middle. And then my older but not oldest sister was on the on the right side. So me and my brother had a share. But um. I used to always have nightmares that there was something at the end of the hallway down where my sister's room was. Now, I could also rationalize it because there was a glass door that went out onto a balcony that we weren't allowed to go out on because it was, like, really old and would fall apart if we went out there. So, like, my brain might have just... Yeah, Yeah. you could see your reflections. Well, plus also my brain was like, oh, no, there's danger down, like, because I was a kid. So it's like, oh, no, that end of the thing is danger. But um, in the spring, it would always smell... Not spring, but or maybe the spring. Yeah, like basically after winter, it would always smell like rotting meat in in her room. Um, but we always thought like that squirrels or whatever had died in the walls. But like like the thing where they're like, oh, demons, so we smell like rotting meat. It's like hmm. And then both of my sisters were one of the, they were staying in the room together, like a sleepover type thing. They both woke up. Like they tell they tell the story. They like they both woke up and they saw what looked like a gro- floating green face over the doorway like to get out of the room and then they were both like yeah no we're just gonna go back to bed but they were like it could have been a dream but like why would we both see it right and then one time my cousin stayed over after my my sisters had moved out and we used that that last bedroom for storage because my sisters were both are both like more than 10 years older than me so they had both moved out because they got married um so i kept my room and then my brother had my younger sister's room and then the last room that nobody wanted didn't like that we, we used it for storage so one time our cousin stayed over and we all stayed in my brother's room and we woke up in the middle of the night and he was just standing in the doorway looking down the hall that that direction and me and my brother like looked at each other and we were like because his name was steve we're like steve and he's like huh what and we're like what are you doing he's like i have no idea i was asleep we're like okay yeah so like so you know i don't 100% discount it but i i'm starting to be a non-believer basically so i just you're a skeptic yeah yeah skeptic about everything yeah now what about aliens demons yeah i'm pretty sure well like aliens is is a different matter because i think there might be aliens just ones that aren't advanced Like, there could be ones that are, like, as advanced or less advanced than we are, which is why we've never met them. I don't think there are any that are more advanced, because otherwise, why would they have 
when, like we know by now, with all the equipment and stuff we have to see around us and all that. Right. Um, I will say one thing that was really scary growing up too, um, and I, for the most part, have grown out of it. Uh, it still happens occasionally. Um, is I used to sleepwalk a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a very, I don't know the proper word to use to really describe this. I, I It's a very jarring experience when you go to sleep in your bed and then you wake up somewhere completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I think the worst one that I ever did was I went to sleep and then I woke up and I was outside in like the middle of the night, like 2 a.m., pitch black, just leaning up against my roommate's car. And it's like, I don't want, I don't like the dark. I don't want to be out here by myself. Uh, you know? I don't know. I, I I don't like the idea of sleepwalking, but I mean, obviously, I can't help it. Um, I also don't know, and maybe we can dive more into it in our like when we do our dream episode. But like, is there truth behind the whole like you're not supposed to wake up somebody who's sleepwalking? Um, I guess they say you're not supposed to. I don't know how true that is, though. Right. Well, hey, listeners, if if you guys know for sure if there's any truth behind the whole, you know, don't wake up a sleepwalker because um, they could, like, have a heart attack or something, um, let us know. I'm curious. Um, all right. So tell me a little bit more about Ed and Lorraine. What's your last name? Uh, one thing about that, though, is... Uh... My mom, I have so many stories. About oh, you've told me some really messed oh, up okay. ones. <laughs> yeah. Did you we have... ever do it on SU, though? Or... No, I don't I don't know. But, you know, you should go ahead and tell one of them, at least. You have some really messed up stories about your mom, like, yell- yeah. like yelling in her sleep and stuff. Mm-hmm. She, uh, like, one of the, the most crazy ones was she... Like, she does a lot of weird, like, she's always hitting my dad and stuff in the middle of the night and, like, saying he's a monster or whatever, or that he's in league with the ghosts or whatever. Like, he's always just like, you're dreaming, you're dreaming. <laughs> so, uh, but she'll just, like, sit there in bed and, like, smack him a bunch of, like, pop, pop, pop. No, you're conspiring with the ghosts. <laughs> he just accepts it. He's just like, whatever. But, um, like, there's a couple times when she's been super bad. Like, she... Uh, one time my brother was sleeping in their room because I, he either was scared or felt sick or something. So he was sleeping in a sleeping bag on the floor at the foot of their bed. And she, in the middle of the night, she said, he lifted, she lifted him up out of the sleeping bag, looked at him and said, Ryan, the ghosts are floating around the room. Are you sure you want to stay? He was just like, yeah. And she just put him back in the sleeping bag and went back to sleep. Jeez. She's like, she's like, I don't remember that in the slightest. Jeez. Uh, so uh, one time. Now, is she asleep when these things are happening or is she completely yeah. awake and conscious? 
Nope, she's asleep. Yeah. So, and one time I was in bed, but I wasn't quite asleep yet. I think I was reading or something. And I heard her jump, like my dad wasn't home. And I heard her jump out of bed. Like I heard the sound of her, like basically thumping on the floor. And then she was just running. Like I heard, dum, 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 dum. so I could tell she was running. So I was like, what is happening? So I went out into the hallway because the, the hallway like overlooked the living room. Like it was open, an open hallway with, with the staircase going down to the living room. And I'm like, I yelled that. And then like, it goes into their bedroom, like underneath the, the hallway there's on the first floor, there was their master bedroom on the, because all our ours were on the second floor, and theirs was on the first floor off the living room. So I yelled down, and I'm like, "Mom!" And I I hear her opening the medicine cabinets in her bathroom and start rummaging through them like crazy. And I'm just like, "Mom!" Like louder, and she goes, "Everything's fine. Go back to bed." And that weird voice, and I'm just like, "Mom!" <laughs> Even louder. And then she, I just hear her regular voice go, "I'm fine. I'm awake now. Go back to bed." <laughs> Jesus. Your mom sounds like a trip. Yeah. But then the like the one that we always tell. Well, the, also there was one where my brother scared the crap out of her cuz he had a nightmare and he went downstairs and I heard him get up and I heard him going downstairs cuz this was after we had separate bedrooms. So I went out into the hallway and I was just cuz and I was like what are you doing? And he told me he had a nightmare and he was going to go stay with mom and dad and I was like okay. Like I'll just watch, wait until you get in there. So I see him go under the under the hallway, and I was about to turn around and go back to bed, and then I just hear my mom like with a blood curdling scream, and I smashed my head because the the hallway had like railings to keep you from falling off because it was an open staircase, mm-hmm. and I had been looking like under the the railing to see make sure he got where he was going. And I smashed my head on the railing. And then he's like, he comes running back out, and she's like, it, she's like, it's okay, you just scared me. He's like, I wanted to come stay with you, but you made me more scared. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and then the the one that we talk about all the time is she had put on like she was making dinner. I don't remember what she was making, maybe pasta or so. I think there, actually there was something in the oven, and she told my oldest sister to come and wake her when the when the oven beeped because she was tired she was feeling really tired and she wanted to take a nap which she normally doesn't do uh and my sister was like okay um so me and my other sister were in the living room playing with my brother who at the time was like really young so he had like one of those walker things that are like for kids, you know, how you put them in and they can walk around without, without trouble. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I was, and so my sister said something about, I don't remember what she said, but I was like, no, I could fit in it. Watch. So then I got in it, but then I couldn't get back out. I was stuck. So <laughs> I remember I was trying to get out of it as this happened. So my oldest sister goes into the, into my mom's room. And she said, she's like, I got in there and I was like, mom, the oven's going off or whatever. You wanted me to wake you up. And she said my mom just, like, sat up in bed, like, all creepy-like. Like, she just did the, like, fold at the stomach without, like, pushing yourself up or anything. Looked at her and said, I told you never to come in here. <laughs> my sister was like, what? <laughs> then she's like, Mom, you told me to come wake you up when dinner was re- was was ready. She's like, no, you're lying. I told you never to come in here. And she started getting up. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So my sister turns and runs. Me and my other sister are like, I'm still trying to get out of this thing. And my other sister's sitting on the couch. 
my sister, my oldest sister comes running out of my mom's bedroom and she goes, run for your life. She's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And you're stuck. Yeah. And she runs out the front door. My other sister's just sitting there like, what is happening? And I'm like trying desperately to get out of this walker thing. <laughs> My mom comes running into the living room, and the minute her foot touched the carpet, because the under, like the she ran ran through the laundry room, which has no carpet, and then came out into the living room. And as soon as her foot touched the carpet, she stops and goes, "Oh." <laughs> We're like, "What is happening?" My sister's out in the yard yelling, <laughs> "Jesus." <laughs> It was the craziest day. <laughs> oh, God. It still makes me laugh. Yeah, laugh, sure. <laughs> That's, you know, it's completely normal. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah, Ed and Lorraine Warren. You know, how'd they... St- First off, how'd they start, like... Were they in this kind of profession before they even met and became a couple? Do you know? Like, how'd they get into this? Um, you know, nothing I've been looking at says anything about that. It just says they were. Just says when they were married. Let me see if I can find something on how they met and stuff. Hmm. And I know one one fact that they had mentioned in one of the movies, as long as it was it was a true fact, I guess, is Ed Warren is the only non-sanctioned uh, or non-church-going person to ever perform an exorcism or something. Well, no, a non-priest. Non-priest. They were both part of the Roman Catholic Church. Oh. So he was the only non-priest who ever performed an exorcism. Yeah. Uh, do, do, do. Now is that the, that's the one that we saw in the Conjuring too, right? Because that was the exorcism that he did then, where they just they they didn't feel like they could wait for an answer. That I'm not sure. Uh, we're we're gonna go through their their famous cases if we have that much time, but we'll oh. see. Uh, let's see. Ed and Lorraine Warren both lived in Connecticut and met in 1944 when they were both 16 years old. Ed worked as an usher at a movie theater that Lorraine and her mother frequented. They began dating, and soon after, Ed went off to fight in World War II. Ed was 17 years old when he enlisted in the Navy. Uh, he had only been deployed for a total of four months when he was sent back home on a 30-day survivor leave after his ship went down in the North Atlantic. <clears throat> it was during this short break that Ed and Lorraine got married, and then he returned to war. A couple later had a daughter named Judy. Uh... Oh, no. Yeah, so apparently they were going to be artists. Um, and then so each one has skills as a landscape artist, and we each harbored a desire to paint. 
we began our marriage on the assumption that we were going to be artists. So they had this idea about sketching because they knew about haunted houses because Lorraine was a psychic from, from since she discovered her village when she was a child and Ed had grown up in a haunted house. So they said they would sketch haunted houses and sell the, the paintings, but and then also help like offer advice to the people that were in the haunted houses. Uh, but then they realized they could make more of a living just helping the people. Hmm. Says... Uh, uh, Lorraine was initially a skeptic. Despite her early experience with clairvoyancy, Lorraine didn't believe in ghosts until later in life, after she and Ed began visiting, painting the houses. In the beginning, I was more uh, than a bit wary of people with whom we spoke, she said, and uh, I thought they were kind of suffering from an overactive imagination or just making things up to get attention. But what she noticed, the similarities between the experiences, including from people who had never met and who were from opposite sides of the country, she became a believer. Uh, then they founded the New England Society for Psychic Research in 1952. See, Rob, if Lorraine Warren is a believer and she was a skeptic, how can you not be a believer? Yeah, I've never seen a ghost, and she has, I guess. Wow. So. Uh, yeah, so instead they made living, maybe they're living giving lectures at colleges by and by licensing the rights to their stories for film, TV, and book. All right. So all it says pretty much before they did what they do what they did was that they were just both wanting to be aspiring artists. Mm -hmm. Well, I bet they made more money doing what they ended up doing. Mm -hmm. Most likely. So they're like real life Sam and Dean. I guess. Minus, you know, all of the weapons and actually fighting the things. Hmm. All right. Well, I mean, why don't you give us a rundown? How many cases did they end up having in their career? Does that does that? Oh say? well, uh, it doesn't say specifically, but it says hundreds. Oh, but they have, they have seven really famous ones. Okay. Why why don't we why don't we do why don't we just uh, mention and talk about this the seven the seven ones. Depending on how much it, I'll let you, I'll let you decide. Depending on how much information they have on each case, um, we have about a half hour remaining. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you want to just kind of go, I don't know if they're in any type of any type of order, but if you want to just kind of talk about them and then just uh, you know do deep dives into like the top three or whatever, your discretion, buddy. Like I said, this is your wheelhouse. I honestly, I think I've heard you mention these people before, but I never really pieced anything together of who they were until I watched the Conjuring movie. Uh, one more piece about their personal life before. Uh, it says that their daughter's married. I don't know what she does now, but their nephew, apparently John Zaffis, is, it does the same thing that they used to do. He actually had a, a show called Haunted Collector on Sci-Fi Channel. 
and he does basically does the same kind of thing that they they used to do. Hmm. He uh, he founded the uh, where is it? Uh, the Paranormal and Demonology Research Society of New England. So, if you have ghosts, there's still someone that can help you. John Zappis. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll travel for spirits. Get it? Double meaning. Both <laughs> ghosts and alcohol. No? Cricket noises? Cricket if, noise. if I edited these things, I'd insert cricket noises. So just use your imagination, listeners. All right. So their most famous cases. Um, Ed and Lorraine remained famous by investigating paranormal cases in Connecticut area and around the world. Here are seven of their notorious cases they invented. The Naked Deer House. In 18 or 1986, 18, that would have been impressive. In 1986, Carmen and Al Snedeker rented a house in Southington, Connecticut. While exploring the residence, they uncovered mortuary tools in the basement, leading to them to a chilling realization. Yeah, this is the this is the house that's by my brother. This is the house that was in a haunting in Connecticut. I was gonna say this was this was some this is close to you. Southington was close to where you lived, right? Yeah, that's what my brother lives in Southington. Yeah. And he lives right near this house. So this is the house that was in the movie The Haunting in Connecticut. I don't know if it's been in any of the uh whatever verse, whatever the conjuring verse, but it, it was definitely in the movie uh Haunting in Connecticut with uh what's its face? Uh that James really likes. I'm you're lost on me. Oh Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds, yeah. He played the the dad in that, I believe. Oh, I've never I seen, I've never seen the movie, so I take it it's a I, horror movie. I might be confusing <laughs> it, but I thought that was it, but maybe not. But yeah, uh, uh, they uncover more tourer tools in the basement, leading them to the chilling realization that their new home was a former funeral parlor. Seeing as though uh, many of the former clientele had never left, the smell of rotting flesh lingered throughout the house, and running water would at times turn blood red. The eldest Nikodir son was plagued by visions and claimed to see ghosts. The ghost reportedly sexually assaulted both Carmen and Al. Okay. I don't know if Carmen and Al are, but... The parents, weren't I'm they? I'm sure. Oh, yeah, you're right. Come on, you just read that. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, the Nikodirs asked Ed and Lorraine Warren for assistance. After examining the house, the Warrens attributed the hauntings to the ghosts of those who were brought to the funeral home. They concluded that the motricians had partaken in unsavory activities with the bodies. Well, gross. Um, so the second one is the Perone family. Uh, when Roger and Carolyn Perone moved into a 200-acre farmhouse in Rhode Island with their five young daughters, they had no awareness of its dark history. Many former residents had died under the horrible circumstances. Few are murdered, others hung themselves on the ground. So this must be the first movie. The Conjuring movie? The Conjuring, yeah. The Perones came to believe that the spirits were still present in the home. Some were benign and would play with the children or help out with chores. 
Other sinister spirits would relentlessly torment the family. Ed and Lorraine Warren were brought in to help in 1974. However, their presence allegedly escalated the haunting to the point where Roger eventually asked them to leave. Their story would be the basis for the 2013 film, The Conjuring. Yep. Uh, the Enfield Poltergeist. In 1977, single mother Peggy Hodgson called the police to her home in Enfield, telling them she had witnessed, that's, that's Connecticut, Enfield, Connecticut, then that she had witnessed furniture moving and her, and her two of her four children had heard knocking from inside the walls. In the subsequent 18 months, more than 30 people, including the neighbors, psychic researchers, and journalists, said they were witness to heavy furniture moving on its own, according to the objects being thrown across the room. Two of the children, Janet and Margaret, were also uh, photographed levitating several feet off the ground. Lorraine and Ed Warren were contacted in 1978 and concluded that a demonic presence inhabited the house. I believe that is the premise of The Conjuring 2. Uh, the infield culture guys. Yeah, Conjuring 2 is the infield culture guys. Uh, Annabelle the doll. Annabelle is a Raggedy Ann doll originally gifted to a young nurse named Donna by her mother. Donna took the doll back to her apartment. She and her roommate Angie noticed that it would often change its position, moving from one room to another. They would find notes scattered around the apartment reading, Help me in a child's handwriting. Lou, Angie's boyfriend, claims that he woke up one night totally frozen and saw the doll slowly crawl up his body, attempting to strangle him. Distressed, Donna and Angie Jesus. reached out to a medium who told them that the doll was possessed by the spirit of a seven year old girl named Annabelle Higgins. The medium asserted that the spirit was ultimately benevolent, and but Ed and Lorraine Warren had a different opinion. They determined that a demonic presence was inhabiting the doll. They performed a blessing in the residence before taking Annabelle off the young woman's hands. And obviously that was the Annabelle movie? Yep. Makes sense. Uh, now, a question, little... <laughs> and I don't know if you'll have the answer to this, because you're a skeptic, but I mean, I wouldn't know who else to ask other than you. So if it say say something is possessed, you know, by the spirit of a seven year old girl, mm -hmm. do they have like supernatural strength? Like if this thing was like crawling up this guy's body and like attempting to choke him, could he not just like pull the doll off and like throw it to the side? Well, I mean, from the movie, we learned Ed and Lorraine said that. It's human. It's demonic. Ghosts, yeah, ghosts don't possess objects. They right. possess people right. if they possess anything. Uh, but it's usually demons that possess objects. So it would have been a demon, which I guess would have supernatural strength. <clears throat> okay. Continue. Um, so basically, like, if it were a human ghost moving Annabelle around, like, the ghost would be lifting Annabelle instead of being inside it. So basically, right. like, and then ghosts can only, like, move objects in short bursts because it takes up their energy. Right. Whatever. Uh, the, the sneak 
Skinter House. In 1986, Ed and Lorraine Warren arrived and proclaimed the Sneaker House, a former funeral home, to be infested with demons. The case was featured in a 1993 book, In a Dark Place, The Story of a True Haunting, a TV film that later became part of the Discovery Channel series, A Haunting, was produced in 2002. A Haunting in... Oh, I guess The Haunting in Connecticut was this house, not the other one. Uh, Haunting in Connecticut, a film based on the Warrens' version of events and directed by Peter Cartwell, was released in 2009. Poor author Ray Garten, who wrote an account of the alleged haunting and the Sneaker family in Southington, Connecticut. Later, both of these houses were in Southington. This was the one that was based on the movie. This is the one that's near my brother's, my brother's house. Uh, later called into question the veracity of the accounts contained in his book, saying the family involved, which was going through some serious problems like alcoholism and drug addiction, could not keep their story straight. And I became very frustrated. It's hard writing a nonfiction book when all the people involved are telling you different stories. Paranormal investigator Benjamin Radford Garten said of Lorraine, she told me the sun would come up tomorrow morning. I'd get a second opinion. Well, apparently that guy did not like Lorraine. Uh, then the Smurl family, uh, Pennsylvania resident Jack and Janet Smurl. Oh, wait. No, that's Let me guess. Me. Their car spontaneously combusted. I, I don't know. Why do you say this? They're in Pennsylvania. Oh, God, Rob, you're just oh. not on your game today. What the hell? Look, I'm reading things. You I'm know, not thinking about our Jesus. experiences. <laughs> in 1974, Jack and Janet Smurl moved into a house on Chase Street, West Pittston, Pennsylvania. Strange occurrences followed, leading to the Smurls to believe that a demon possessed their home. They claimed the demon had slammed their German shepherd into a wall, bit Jack's ear, and pushed one of their daughters down a flight of stairs. Both Jack and Janet were said to have been sexually assaulted by the demon. In 1986, they contacted Ed and Lorraine Warren, who confirmed that their house was indeed haunted. Ed Warren would go on to say that he had witnessed a dark mask form inside the home and that the demon had left him a message telling him to get out. Uh, the South End Werewolf. So wait. They, they didn't tell, they didn't say how that one ended? It just, that, 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 that one just says, oh, the demon says, get the fuck out. And that that's the end of that one? I guess. Oh, man. And now they have werewolves? Mm-hmm. This is, this is insane. All right. Uh, South End Werewolf. One of the most bizarre cases ever investigated by Ed and Lorraine Warren occurred in Essex, England. A seemingly ordinary carpenter named William Ramsey claimed to be possessed by a demon that compelled him to take the form of a werewolf. Ramsey had experienced his first transformation at the age of nine. As he described it, he was playing outside when he felt an icy, cold breeze, followed by an awful smell before he flew into a rage, uprooting a fence post with the fence still attached and gnawing at the wire mesh. Ramsey would not experience another episode like this until adulthood, but would fly into violent fits of rage, during which he would display inhuman strength firing his teeth and growling while curling his hands like into leg claws. Uh, when the Warrens caught wind of this in 1989, they convinced Bill Ramsey to come to their church in Connecticut and undergo an exorcism with their specialist, Bishop Robert McKenna. And Sounds like this guy was Amityville. just on bath salts. 
Mm. Uh, the Amityville Horror, perhaps the most well-known case to be investigated by Ed and Lorraine Warren was the Amityville Haunting, Long Island in 1975. The Lutz family had moved into a quaint suburban home where only a year before, mass murderer Ronald DeFeo Jr. had killed six members of his family. During the first 28 days of their stay, the Lutzes reported swarms of flies, banging noises, disturbing entities, and witnessing the levitation of family members. When the Warrens were asked to cleanse the house, they brought a local TV crew with them. They took photographs of the house, one of which seemed to show a little boy standing in the shadows with glowing eyes. Lorraine has said that the Amityville house case is one, the one that haunts her the most. Now, actually, that was the one that Ryan Reynolds was in, not the other one. Ah. He was in Amityville Horror. Okay. <clears throat> I remember now. Now that I've talked about it, I remember that that's the one he, was, he played in. Now, have you, seen, have you seen that movie? Yeah. So, like, what was Obviously. the, what was I the whole... The what was the whole deal with that one now? What do you mean? What was the whole deal? Is that part of this? Is that going to be part of this universe of movies that we're watching? I don't know. It isn't. Yeah. Like that was a movie a while ago before the conjuring. Right. Um, but that I did, I believe it did have Ed and Lorraine Warren in it just played by different people, obviously, because it wasn't attached to these movies. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically in that, the Ryan Reynolds gets possessed or something and they have to do an exorcism on him, I believe. I just mostly remember him standing shirtless with his pajama pants riding really low with an axe. He looked scary and hot. Jesus, <laughs> Rob. <laughs> what are we going to do with you? Yeah. Send you to the ear doctor next. <laughs> Talk about horror! I know that was freaking prices, man. Prices and waiting out in the car for almost two hours. I got a new pair of glasses. I don't have them yet. I ordered them five hundred dollars glasses because I'm blind as a bat. Need special lenses. It's messed up. <laughs> yeah. Well. So those are the seven most famous cases of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Mm-hmm. And most, a, a, majority, a lot of those were made into movies then, right? Or movies that were based on those cases? Yep. Um, now, question. Since you have the little history thing pulled up. In The Conjuring movie mm-hmm. when we were watching the movie they had mentioned that L- Lorraine Warren during one of the exorcisms or something ended up having like some sort of like traumatic event happen to her I mean that just might be made up for the movie oh I just didn't know if that was something that you know was thought to have been I know where I've seen has gone into like that kind of detail oh I mean, it might be, there's books about them. I'm assuming it's probably in, like, one of those books, but nothing on, like, Wikipedia or... Oh, gotcha. Or these magazine sites that I've been looking at. How dare you not have read these books? Okay. On these people that you have went and saw in real life. There's a book called The Demonologist 
I thought you were a fan. There's a video game called that too. Well, the book is the one that's probably going to have that information you asked for. Oh, all right. Not the video game. Oh, dang. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to mention about uh, about the Warrens? Um, no. I mean, they seemed like nice people the couple times I met them. Um, so I met Very Ed twice, and I met Lorraine three times. Yeah. Well... I mean, they were all, like, giving lectures to large groups of people. Right. <laughs> but other than that, I don't know. I mean, Lorraine seemed pretty, pretty pleasant. Uh, I didn't really get to talk to Ed too much, but... But they didn't sound like, you know, some people who sit there and talk about ghosts and ghost hunting and, like, some of these paranormal TV shows and stuff, they just... Listening to them talk, you just can't help but think that these guys are just quack jobs kind of thing. They, they no. the, the Warrens seemed a little bit more down to earth about everything. Yeah. Well, just another reason to make you believe it, Rob. Not really. Believe in the ghosts. They're a little religious-y from my taste, too, but, you know. Well, you know, <laughs> demons have a strong root with religion. Mm-hmm. So kind of makes sense. Just to them, saying, yeah. Just saying. That just gives more evidence into why I shouldn't believe it because demons aren't real. But what if they are? They're not. You don't know that. I do. You you know that for sure. Mhm. How? Because demons don't exist, and neither do angels. Ghosts, I'm, ghosts is the one I'm not completely against. There might be ghosts from dead humans, but demons don't exist. Huh. Well, I don't know, Rob. I don't think you can say with 100% certainty that they don't. I can. I'm 100% certain demons don't exist. You're not even 100% certain that giant space ice giants don't exist. Right. <laughs> they could. Mhm. Mm-hmm. It's like the it's like that box. What is it? Schrodinger's cat or whatever. Actually, it probably isn't anything like that. Now that I'm thinking about it. Wait, what about Schrodinger's cat? I don't even know. I'm tired, man. This the whole thing about that was that you, things can re- exist simultaneously if you don't know. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. That, that's not the same thing as ice giants. Yeah. They could exist even though you don't believe in them. Yeah. No. You know? Because, like, what if, what if one fell to the earth, like, tomorrow and was like, yo, I'm a giant fucking space ice giant. Right. You Schrodinger's thing you, was that eating two, your words, sir. Was that something could be in two different states at the same time. Which he was trying to prove that it alive and right. dead. Yeah, the cat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know, uh-huh. I remember. I I, I I redacted my statement and then you got onto it again. <laughs> and I was just like, Well, I guess we're riding this. <laughs> right. Okay. Listen, I fear I, I feel like if you know, 
I mean, you you're you're free to believe whatever you want. I personally, mm-hmm. I believe in ghosts. I believe in demons. You know, the paranormal yeah. is the paranormal. You know. Okay. So. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever possessed I mean, by a demon. And what the fuck are you going to do? Ghosts are not. You won't be because they don't exist. But uh, demons and ghosts are not mutually exclusive. I'm aware. So you could have ghosts without demons. Well, I'm you're aware. like it's all supernatural. So obviously, like I it all has paranormal. to exist. Oh, well, paranormal. Yeah, but like it, it, you don't have to have one without the other. I'm I mean, aware. you don't have to have. They don't have to both be true. But that doesn't mean that they only one of them has to be true and one of them has to be false. It doesn't mean that, no. But right. that is what okay. is the I'm case. Glad that, I'm glad that you've <laughs> agreed with me finally. I have agreed with you. Yeah. No. Okay, what's our science corner? Science corner is that demons don't exist. That is, first off, that's not science. Yeah, it is. How do you prove that with science or disprove it with science? Where's a demon? Show it to me. Okay, disprove it then. I did. Using science. Demons cannot exist because there's no... Where where would they be? Why have we not seen them? Maybe because they're, they're, they're like ghosts, similar to ghosts, where you don't see ghosts all the time. And just because you haven't seen something doesn't mean that others haven't and or that they don't exist. Okay. Let's just stop this before we get into an argument. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. Anyway, science corner. That's my science corner. Demons don't exist. No, I refuse to have that as a fucking science corner. That's not scientific in the slightest. It is. No. It is the, the it's definition of it science. Is, no. It is not. And not only not only is it not scientific, it is purely purely opinion based. It is not. Yes, it is. Show me a demon. Uh, dude, people people you hey, okay, I know you're an atheist, but people do believe that God exists. I can't show you God either. But just because something just cuz you can't see something does not believe does not mean it does not exist. I'm sorry. And if that's what you're going to use as science corner is demons aren't real, then I'm going to do science corner this 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 week. Water is the absence of dryness. I'm looking for something else.
I find one that's not going to take me forever to read. <laughs> I know one, but it's not like... Not that really any of the science corners are always... Has to do with what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And not that I really want any children to hear this and start experimenting with it. Hopefully. But... Well, I, wasn't, I wasn't looking for one that was related to what we were talking about either. I was just looking at different uh, science things. I know but that the, the whole first column of the periodic table, with the exception of... Uh, what's the first one? Is it helium or hydrogen is the first one? Do you happen to remember? I think Not the periodic table, no. I don't have it memorized. Yeah. Anyway, the whole first column of the periodic table, except for the one on the very top, is explosive when thrown into water when merged with water. Mm -hmm. At least that's what my science teacher told me. And then he threw like a big massive chunk of potassium into a pond and it blew up. Mm. It was crazy. Then I asked him how I get my hands on potassium like that. And he says, you have to become a science teacher and order it through the school. I was like, shit. I really didn't want to go to school for added years just to become a science teacher just to get my hands on something that would blow up if I threw it in water. Yeah, that's the only science thing I know. Well, I mean, that's cool. I was just buying time for you to find one. Unless you want to use that one. That's fine with that. I can go to life advice. I'm going to use my same I, life advice I always do. Um, I have a science corner about diarrhea and toilets. Hey, there we go. <laughs> uh, so, uh, parasite bringing about dysentery. Oh man. It is a miserable mix of diarrhea, cramps, and fever. Has been uncovered traces of it. Uh, it's called, they're called Giarda parasites. In the remains of roughly 2,600 year old toilets once used by the wealthy denizens of Jerusalem. So, uh, yeah, 2,600 years ago in Jerusalem, people were using toilets because they had the shits. <laughs> and they obviously didn't clean them very well. Yeah, it says the remains are the oldest known biological evidence of Giarda anywhere in the world. So the oldest, uh, the oldest diarrhea ever they have discovered. Now, I have a question about this. So, mm-hmm. dysentery is just extreme diarrhea cramps and generally just not feeling well. Mm-hmm. Now I'm assuming that if people back in the day did die of it, mm-hmm. it was purely because they were they were essentially dying of dehydration. I'm guessing. Like what part of that would um, kill someone? <laughs> I mean it could be dehydration. Well also like we don't get dysentery anymore. We get diarrhea, but not dysentery, because uh, the Giarda bacteria that used to cause it is now found in our guts today. Like, it, it moved in. So we're used to it now. It moved so it, in? 
Yeah. I'm going to charge it rent. <laughs> These motherfuckers moving into my body. I didn't even tell them they could. Um, but yeah, but like we used to, like it used to cause violent reactions to the body, which is why it not only was diarrhea, but also cramps and fever. Oh, um, so the fever definitely could have killed them too then, right? Yeah. But All it I know it was, it, it, well, it, was, it was, it was extremely deadly in the game Oregon Trail. Mm-hmm. Everybody died of dysentery in that game. Yeah. Well, that's why we call it diarrhea now and not dysentery. Cause it's not uh, really dysentery anymore. Right. <laughs> it's not the same thing. What if I got diarrhea and a fever at the same time? Could I say that I have dysentery? If you also have cramps, sure, why not? Well, anytime I have diarrhea, I definitely have, I feel like I have cramps. Oh, I don't. <laughs> oh. But, all right. Well, all right. that's our, our science corner. And uh, life advice, man, you know... As you're sliding down the banister of life, make sure all the splinters are facing the same direction. That's all. Up I got. towards you, so that you no. Can catch them all. No. <laughs> oh, the other way. Ow! <laughs> Just picture wooden splinters going into your ass. Ah. <laughs> all right. Or your ball sack if you're leaning too far. Forward. Listen, no. <laughs> First off, I don't think I'd ever want to slide down a banister like that. I would go down sideways. I just, I don't even care. Uh, now I'm never just going to slide down banisters. Probably shouldn't anyway. Yeah, probably not. My daredevil days are over. Um. All right. Well, where can people find you on the interwebs, Rob? You can also, find me on, Okay. Why don't you uh, throw out a promo for the Halloween stream that's coming up? Oh, right. Uh, this is probably the only one that comes out nope. before the... Oh, no, there's one more. Yeah. Next week's. Uh, the 14th of October, we're doing our 13-hour holiday dead stream. Halloween dead stream. We're playing spooky games. Everybody's going to be there. That's in our usual group. Uh, John, Tamara, B. Uh, we're adding some new people that are new match uh, members of distractions like James and Stephanie and Heather's going to be there if she's listening. Uh, Heather is also one who will argue with me about the existence of demons. <laughs> Heather, I'm on your uh, side on this one. Uh, yeah. If anyone wants to argue with me about demons, you can find me on Twitter at Confessor underscore X and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Confessor X. And if you want to come for the 13-hour holiday Halloween dead stream. We will be broadcasting that on the Distractions channel, which is twitch.tv slash distractionsmedia. Right. Um, oh, hey, you already gave out all your, your info then, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Wow, you merged that all together in, like, one thing. Yep, I did. I'm kidding. I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> um... As always, everybody, you guys can follow me on Twitter at JaxForestWalker, all one word, on Twitch at DMWebby, and at the holiday, Halloween, spooky, Christmas, not Christmas, stream thing. God, I'm falling apart. Well, that does remind me I need to get a, a costume still. For the Halloween I one? Yeah, I'm just going to have to mine. use something. I'm going to have to use one of my hats or something, because so, I don't have money now. Oh, the glasses took all my money. Listen... 
I got mine. Uh, so last year on the Christmas stream, we set goals, and I didn't really know what to set as goals. And I know that I never dress up for the Halloween stream. I never dress up for the Christmas stream. So those were pretty much my goals. Was if we made, if we reached our goal, I would, I would dress up, quote unquote, for Halloween. I would get a costume of some fashion. And then for the Christmas one, I was going to dress up as Santa Claus. We made our goal, so I have to do both of those. Uh, I the, the Halloween costume I have right now, it's a mask. And I just have to find like a dark shirt to go with it. But I'm sorry, it came in the mail. It's slightly small on my head. <laughs> but I, I do have a very abnormally large head. Um, and so the character whom I got the mask of is going to look like a chunky, chubby version of that character. (laughs) So like maybe like retired insert character here where they've just kind of let themselves go. So yeah, that's all. Uh, in any case, uh, yeah, so you can follow me on all those things and on eBay at um, man, where in the world is Devin? I just thought, you know, I I barely hear from him now. I don't, he messages me every so often, just, you know, say hi, and then I say hi, and then he just, that's it. I miss him. I don't understand. Where's my boy? They grow up okay. so fast, Rob. They grow mm-hmm. up so fast. Um, anyway, thank you for listening. We love you. Stay safe. And fuck Booster Gold. Fuck Booster Gold. You know how I know demons are real? How? Booster Gold's a demon. Nope. There's tons of demons in Diablo. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna we'll make hammer to help her. That sounds like something a possessed person would do. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it.